Welcome to Keeping Curious, the podcast that explores creative living through conversations with artists, designers and anyone in between. So whether you're just starting out, feeling stuck or a little lonely in the studio, I'm here to keep you company and keep you curious. This week I'm joined by the wonderful duo behind the life coaching practice Licence to Live. Jen and Lydia Wilde are an energetic, funny, honest and incredibly inspiring women. They set up their business to empower people to live up to their potential. So when I was feeling stuck, it was them who I turned to. And through our conversations, I was able to make so many positive changes, one of which was this podcast. So I wanted to take this opportunity to sit them down together and unpick what it means to live life by your own rules. We had such a great chat, I can't wait to share their insights with you all. So ladies and gentlemen, I'm delighted to present the amazing Jen and Lydia Wilde. First question that I ask everyone, and I'll start with Jen is what does creativity mean to you? Oh, this is this is broad as well as deep. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, well, I think I, I definitely think how I see creativity has changed a lot throughout, you know, when I look back on creative experiences and the way I judge or perceive others who are creative, I guess, because... I think it's very easy to assign creativity to people that are artsy or, you know, produce a product of some description. But actually, um, I think now what it means more than anything else is um, adaptability mm. and and freedom as well. Um, and, and I think, you know, doing what we do, but also being connected to a lot of people that are creative in so many different ways, um, what it really comes down to is just your way of finding answers for things. Yeah, that's that's how I see it. I think yeah. and expression, expression and finding answers in yeah. some form. Yeah, absolutely. And I think everyone's got everyone's got their own way of doing it. It's that whole thing that you know um, we were talking about big magic and Elizabeth Gilbert. She yeah. says in that that um, you know I can't remember her exact words, but she says that creativity. Everyone is creative in ways that they might not realise from the yeah. way that you put colours together when you dress to the way that you know you decorate your house to the way that you everything you do has creativity woven in yeah. it. Yeah. So for people who say, I'm not a creative, you are in some way, shape or form. You just might not be aware of it in any way yeah. at all. It's actually really exciting and empowering, I think, to have that click moment where you think, where you realise where you're creative in the scope of your own life. Yeah. That's yeah. an exciting thing to happen, I think, for yeah. most people. Definitely. The way I see it is almost like, everyone's creative because if we weren't creative we'd be clones yeah and we'd all do the same thing in the same way and work in the same jobs and actually i associate creativity with authenticity yeah and that's why i wanted to talk to you guys because it's more about creating the life that you want and that process that coaching helps you with is a creative exercise yeah, it's yeah. about imagining yeah. something and bringing that into the real world. Yeah, and that's I, it. Yeah, and and that's where you know again creativity sort of belongs <laughs> to everyone because with the coaching process that in itself is creative. When you're going, particularly if you're going through a journey where you're trying to get someone, you're trying to help someone get to that place where they want to be. In itself, it's creative because you might do visualizations and you might do, you know, all these exercises that in themselves are creative because by using your imagination. And by thinking yeah. of what actually you want your outcome to look like, that's creative in itself. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's mm. woven in everything. Right. Mm. So you currently run a life coaching practice. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you get started into life coaching? Wow. Well, 
Oh. Well, it was what? quite, I think, give it, from our background, so with, uh, you know, both of us have worked with um, teens and young people for a really long time, sort of from a health and wellbeing perspective, but also from um, a behavioural mm. um, perspective as well, so education and health. Yeah. Um, we spend so much time talking to young people about the things that held them back and the things that could help them move forwards that it was it was quite a natural transition into coaching I think and, yeah, and we, pursuing extra qualifications and yeah and learning doing, doing all of that we were coming home we'd come home every day and we'd be talking about our days and sort of debriefing our days and talking about the the young people that we really loved work we love working with all of them but the ones that we got really really passionate about were the ones where we wanted them to believe in themselves a bit more and raise their mm. aspirations and have more self-esteem and realise their self-worth. and They've all got all this potential. Yeah, they've got all this raw potential within them that they don't recognise and that they don't yeah. yet see. And we really wanted to sort of wake them up to that almost and get them to claim it. Um, and through working with these young people, loving doing that, we actually realised that we had some work to do ourselves on... On, on ourselves, on doing that inner work, because whilst we were talking to them about their self-belief and how they could do anything they wanted, they've got all this potential, we'd been talking for a long time about how we wanted to um, work together, how we wanted to build something together. Um, but we were coming home, and once we were done talking about the kids, if we were talking about this project or whatever it was that we wanted to do, starting this business, we'd be saying, but I can't do that. We're not the type of people who do that. Mm. Um, and how could we go and really powerfully work with these young people about how they needed to believe in themselves fully and they're full of all this potential when we're then coming home going, yeah, but I'm not sure I could do that. I'm not sure I'm the type of person. Mm. So we had to get past that ourselves in order to help the young people more powerfully. And through doing that, it was just a whole process of self-development, personal development, doing that inner work, working with the young people. Coaching was sort of a natural birth out of that whole process, wasn't it? Yeah, and you know, and naturally from that came, you know, actually spending more time working with adults and then primarily finding that um, most of the people we work with were women. Um, and that's, you know, and that sort of leads us to, to where we are now. But I think, I think mm. there's definitely something to be said, and I think this is something we really share with you, Paul, is that when you when you see a gap, when you when you really are aware of something missing that you could potentially um, take accountability for and grow or start, it almost becomes like a responsibility to do it. Yeah, definitely. Because otherwise, you, you know that it could be really beneficial to loads of different people, but also to yourself and change things for your own life. Yeah. And when you're really acutely aware of what could be, it does... It becomes quite pressing, I think. Mm -hmm. But it's but it's a really positive experience. It's really exciting. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah. you talk about doing the inner work. I know that you've worked with coaches, but what did you do for yourselves? Was it books? Was it videos? How did you kind of help yourself to understand where you're at and where what you wanted a little bit better? It was a combination of, of lots of things, really. So there's definitely books that we've read. Um, I mean, I'm sort of like looking over my shoulder at our... At our bookshelf and I can see these these books that we bought and have read about um, whether it's about there's books about coaching but also the the self-development stuff the confidence and the um, whether it's law of attraction or um, I think a lot of it's about giving yourself permission mm. a, lot, a lot of it's about just stop being uh, so critical of yourself you know get, be you know be empathetic towards yourself and yeah you know, and use 
use any kind of negative energy to help drive yourself forwards positively rather than keeping yourself stuck and a lot of it is just about releasing yourself from a lot of the shackles that we keep ourselves stuck in yeah because you know we all do it we you know we are programmed in a sense to to do that a lot of it's about keeping safe and Mm. uh you know and making sure that we're you know not pushing things too much so yeah i think there's definitely there's loads of books that we've read um we've watched like just just every and this is the amazing thing about where we are currently um in the world we could talk about the internet and all of the horrible things that could go on the internet but the internet is is an amazing powerful thing in that we've got this just whole world of information yeah out there for us accessible for free so we've <clears throat> watched hundreds of videos on youtube and we've googled things and um podcasts you know being able to download these podcasts for free and listen to them on long journeys so we've done a a whole combination of books audiobooks podcasts videos and really just delved into all of these different areas Mm. and it's that thing of when you read something or listen to something or watch something and something crops up that piques your interest or a name of someone else that this person who you're watching was inspired by then you look at that person and that person and it opens up this whole world for you that you didn't realize was there Mm. and these these inspirational motivational people these experts in these fields who um who who were always there but you weren't aware of them yeah so it's exploring that it's it's making i suppose it's just making that choice to you know because all of us go on our phones and all of us watch the telly and all of us read books you know there's all there's all these things that we spend our time doing um but sometimes it's a case of making a conscious choice to use all of those platforms to feed your brain yeah positively yeah um and you know and sometimes to start with that can be if you've never done anything like that before it can be quite you know quite unnerving because you think is am i going to be into this but i think that's kind of down to the personal creativity you've got to allow yourself the freedom to try yeah like i've known you jen for about 20 years i've known lid and you together for about nearly 10 yeah um and it you are the people that i turned to when i was feeling stuck yeah um although you don't coach on creativity as a kind of main focus as i said before i think there's a lot to do with authenticity and creating the life that you want and you really helped me with working out how what i was doing that was holding me back and what's the next best step yeah and so i was just wondering if you can talk a little bit more about how you help people when they do say i'm feeling stuck because I think there's two different types of stuck. There's a mm, not yeah. knowing what the hell to do stuck. And yeah. there's absolutely knowing what you want, but having absolutely no idea how to get there. Yes. Yeah. And I totally agree with you on that. I think there's the there's the overwhelm of not knowing anything yeah. and trying to put a pin in it. And then there's the seeing pretty clearly, but being held back by your fears and, you know, overwhelm or self-doubt, all these different things. Um so I think tips on moving forwards, a lot of it comes down to, you know, and it, and this is, this is, again, it's something about giving yourself permission to do it. A lot of it does come down to reaching out. Mm. Um, it's such a simple thing and it's such an obvious thing, but most of us struggle to move forwards completely in isolation. And whether or not that means, you know, going and doing something to, like we said before, feed your brain and educate yourself and help you help your own perspective develop and change whether or not you want to do that on your own or whether or not actually you need to seek out some support from a loved one from you know a pal from a cut from a coach from someone else who can help you 
get a bit of clarity. I think reaching out is I think really re- essential. Yeah, reaching out is really, really important. And I, I think as well, like that whole idea of how do we help people get past that feeling of being stuck. Yeah. I think a big part of that, well, the, definitely the first step really, is calling it out calling it out for what it is and naming what it is, finding what it is that is keeping you stuck. Yeah. Because a lot of people, um, when we start working with them and it's really normal, it's that whole thing of, it's not my fault that I'm where I am, that it's external factors and it's because of money or it's because of circumstance or it's because of society or it's because of my family wouldn't approve or whatever it is and I'm feeling trapped and stuck in this situation because of all of these external factors. But actually once you start exploring it and you start digging a little deeper, what you need to name and, and and own and not judge yourself for, but just call it out is say, actually, I am keeping myself stuck in lots of ways. Mm. And it's much easier to go, mm. oh, it's because of that person over there. It's much easier to do that yeah. than it is to say, actually, I'm stuck in this situation because I don't know how to move forwards or I'm, I'm scared of the changes yeah. or what if it doesn't work out or, and actually it's, it's much more internal. Mm. Yeah. So the first, the first, obstacle to get past really in that journey of, of feeling stuck and how to get past it is naming that for what it is i'm feeling stuck because of fear or i'm feeling stuck because of my limiting self-beliefs or my negative self-talk or whatever it is mm. calling it out once you see it for what it is that starts to take the power away from it yeah but it's i think also, yeah i was mm. gonna say it's very empowering <clears throat> because then you realize that you've got a choice here yeah, yeah. And I think when you're you're feeling stuck, you don't feel like you've got a choice. And you really do believe that I have no time to be creative. I have no money. There's so many demands and responsibilities I have to meet first. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's control. It's feeling like you're out of control. Yeah. yeah. And um, we were talking about it earlier, that, that whole idea of life's happening to you, not through you. It's feeling like you're out of control of your own life. And yeah. things are happening to you and you're not in charge and you don't get to make choices. And when you start to take that back and say no I am in control of this mm. and yes I do feel stuck right now but I choose to do something about it yeah. that's empowering and that just doing that in itself um, can for a lot of people the weight starts lifting from that moment mm. once yeah. you once you start to choose to do something different yeah. and take control back and actually even if even if things don't happen really quickly just having that perspective shift just makes so much change in terms of the, tra- the trajectory of all of your outcomes then even yeah. if you don't start seeing changes quickly having that dominant that dominant thought process mm. um it really does guide even tiny changes that happen that then have huge impact on yeah. lots of different areas of your life so even just like you said it's calling it out for what it is yeah. and you know and, and to go back to some of the self development books and things out there and what we talk about a lot is just have the empathy to allow yourself to accept wherever you're at. Yeah. yeah. And I'm I'm like I'm a really visual person as well and I I quite often when I'm thinking about these things just naturally and it's one of those things you assume that everyone does it. And I think again it comes back to creativity mm. and your own creativity. You assume that it's how everyone else's brain works. And actually, I don't think it necessarily is. Lots of people um, might do it this way and lots of people might not. But I'm really visual. And when I'm thinking about whether it's negative self-talk and the way that you talk to yourself or whether it's those limiting beliefs or whether it's that um, feeling of being stuck, when I talk about calling it out, I do actually full-on picture 
this, you know, big monster yeah. that's keeping you stuck with the, you know, gnarly teeth and fangs and, and, and claws and that whole thing. And then when you call it out, it makes it smaller. And then when you stare it in the eye, it makes it smaller and smaller and smaller. And we've spoken before about negative self-talk. And one of the um, parts of, of my self-development has been about my negative self-talk and trying to talk to, um, you know, making your self-talk more positive and less judgmental and less critical. Um, and the whole idea of it being that you wouldn't talk to a friend in the same way as we often talk to ourselves. And I've always said that um, uh, through some of the coaching that I had, we were talking about my negative self-talk and my doubt and I full-on visualised this person and I named her and I could see her and it was a physical, all of the senses were wrapped up in it and once I saw her and had named her, I could start then talking about how to take the power away from her and I still use that and we still mm. talk about it and her name was Magwitch and she's this <laughs> sort of horrible witchy character and Jen has said, because I've obviously talked to Jen all about it and Jen has said since if I'm being negative and myself talks negative, Jen will say like, is that you or is that Magwitch? Oh, bloody Magwitch. Bloody Here Magwitch. she comes. Yeah? yeah? Yeah. But knowing it and calling it out takes yeah. power away from it. And yeah. I think it's really interesting mm. that you then have disassociated it from yourself. Yeah. You've externalised it. It's not who I am. Yeah. It's actually, yeah, it's almost something that you can take off yourself and you can put it over in the corner of the room. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and it's, it's um, owning it as well and saying that, okay, Magwitch will always be there. Yeah. However... Um, she's really tiny now yeah. and I've got this other alter ego which is much more positive and I choose to listen to that one mm. and I choose to sit Magwitch over in the corner and I don't listen to her. Yeah, but that's what one of the things that I really got out of the Elizabeth Gilbert Big Magic when yeah. she was talking about inspiration and genius being a separate entity yeah. and it takes away that pressure mm. to to be a genius, to do yeah. something yeah. that's phenomenal and it makes it more of a collaborative exercise yeah so I think that that externalization can be great for dealing with negative emotions but it actually can be really good with positive ones and yeah. sometimes you can just go oh I tried today but it didn't happen yeah, so yeah. I'll try again tomorrow. it wasn't knocking on my door today but it yeah. might tomorrow. and I think actually <clears throat> I think one of the biggest things when when we you know when we do that terrible disempowering thing of comparing ourselves to other people which all of us do but we know that it you know it isn't always particularly positive to do that um when we've externalized negative factors but also positive opportunities um it takes away that element of oh but i'm just not the kind of person who yeah. can do this or i just wasn't born with that kind of talent or it takes away that that expectation that you can convince yourself of the people who are achieving the things that you aspire to ha to do or you know live a certain lifestyle that you would love to have you know it, it removes that element of difference yes um because it's we an us and them it's an us and them yeah. and, and actually it's not you know so, so many of us have so much in common um and you know the only difference is just fine-tuning what you need for yourself in order to in order to you know tap into your genius and yeah. manage your worries mm -hmm. and you yeah. know and it's so freeing when you can do that so yeah mm -hmm externalizing can be a really yeah it's really powerful really thing powerful. to do yeah 100 percent. so yeah. how do you find working together because i think it's quite unusual <laughs> to have two life coaches and to be offer that service how do you find working together, how do Joe? you find it though <laughs> well actually we, i mean we're really lucky in that we 
quite naturally. Well, I mean, you'd hope so, seeing as we're married, wouldn't you? Yeah, like, we like, communicate. All luckily, right. we get on quite well. <laughs> yeah, I think it's. I I love it. I really enjoy it. We, yeah, it's one of you know, like I was saying, Jen and I for years have wanted to work together. We've spoken mm. about it really since we first met. Um, but we were going through that whole process of being like, I can't people, we're not the type of people who do that. We're not the type of people who start a business. And once we decided to put that to one side and just go for it and try it and do it anyway, it's been a, a real, the whole thing has been a real journey um, and a, a huge learning curve. But mm. I think that always the process of us working together, we've really, really enjoyed. Yeah. I think we're very lucky in that we each have strengths and weaknesses that uh, I think quite naturally balance each other out. Yeah. Um, I also think that one of the things that we're really good at, that we've always been quite good at, is we communicate really, really well. Yeah. So I think we talk about everything um, to do with the business and everything, just everything, everything. And I think you need that. I think if you're going into something, whether you're married or whether you're two friends who start a business together or, or whatever, if you're going into something and you're working collaboratively, that communication from the word go needs to be really and open, really honest, honest really non-judgmental. Really honest. Yeah. We, you know, we've had conversations before where, you know, like Lydia was saying, we, we each have our strengths and our weaknesses. Um, there's certain things that I know I do really, really well. And there's certain things that Lyd knows she does really, really well. Like, you know, give me a written task and I'm happy as Larry. Uh, so blogs, newsletters, all that sort of stuff is usually you know that's my cup of tea yeah. don't, give but don't, don't give me a tax return don't give me a tax return don't make out um, like that's my strength don't give me a tax no, no, return no one either. likes tax return um, or, but you know but uh, but give me a technical task yeah give me a website and, to build, uh, and, and I, I can't off. I can't cope yeah. with it but Lid loves it she yeah. loves it and she's brilliant at it so part of it as well you know because there's always ego involved all of us have egos that we're you know that we need to juggle mm. um and sometimes you need to be totally okay with the fact that there are some things you just suck at and yeah. you don't have to be brilliant at everything you just need to outsource it or you need to ask for help in order to do it because yeah there's no point me trying to master everything about web development when it isn't a natural strength of mine and i don't i don't need to spend my time doing that yeah and i think it's um also being able to um, boost each other up to a certain extent. Like, so with the example of written tasks, I don't like doing the written tasks. I don't think I'm very good at doing the written tasks. Um, I don't think my writing is necessarily as good as Jen's, but Jen knows that that's, again, that's kind of like the magwitchy negative self-talk. Jen yeah. knows that because we communicate so well, Jen actually knows that I am okay at writing. I can write quite well. So when I'm saying that, she knows what she needs to say to get me out of that funk really, really quickly. Yeah. So I think that's massively helpful. And like you're saying as well, like with outsourcing, it's knowing that we each have our strengths, but also there are things that we don't want to do. So it's, it's being able to, to talk about it, collaborate on it and saying, right, well, neither of us wants to do the tax return. So let's find an accountant. But I think yeah. that's really that. important. It goes to what you were saying earlier about reaching out. And I think yeah. that when you're a kid, you want to be the best at everything. And mm. I think as you grow you realise that you can't be the best at everything. And actually, mm. it's a waste of your time to spend eight hours yeah. trying to do development, back-end development websites, when there's someone that could do it for half an hour. Yeah. They could do it for half an hour, and in the meantime, we could do things that we what love to do at. and that we're really good at. It's that idea that, that you know, um, money isn't the only currency, time is a currency as well. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. once you understand that time is a currency, you are a lot more... Um, selective over what you use your time for and yeah. am I going to spend a day trying to figure out the HMRC website and doing my self-assessment mm -hmm. return 
Or am I going to spend a bit of money on that, get someone else to do it in half the time, know that they'll do it better, yeah. which then frees me up to do mm. something that I'm better at. And I think when it comes down to creativity, um, you know, all of us have these pre-existing ideas of and expectations of ourselves. Oh, you know, for example, we were talking last night about pottery, weren't we? Yeah. And you said when I was in school, I made a <laughs> one pot. I made one pot. So <laughs> I went back in to try it, you know, in my twenties, and thought, oh, I'm going to nail this because I've done it before, yeah. and it was an absolute disaster. Yeah. And it's yeah. and it's allowing yourself, it's allowing yourself the total freedom to ditch off any kind of shame around that expectation that there are some things that you're not as good at. And there are other things that you're brilliant at that you could apply yeah. yourself to. Yeah, but I think one of the things that's come out of the multiple conversations that I've had is dropping that idea that you have to be the best. Yes. Because actually, you have to just be a participant. And you might be brilliant at it, but there will be other people that are brilliant yeah. at it. And that doesn't mean that what you do is not worthwhile. No. Yeah. Doesn't it doesn't lessen what what you no. do and, or what and you contribute. You know, it's so true that yeah, you know, and again this comes down to the way we compare ourselves, but everyone that we idolise, everyone who is an inspiration or is brilliant at something that we would love to be good at, they've spent so much time perfecting that craft. Yeah. And so there's, you know, if it's something you love that really lights you up, you know, even if you're if you suck at it right now, if you love it, then just keep, it's keeping going. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. keeping going with it. Yeah. Um, We're just accepting that there are other people in the world that do similar and might do it better. And it's yeah. still, if it lights you up, that is the main purpose yeah. of it and that's, that's why it. You do it do for it. the joy of doing it do it because you love doing it and also don't feel like you need to do it the same way that everyone else is doing it yeah yeah so you know again with the business you go into it feeling like this is the way that you run a business this is the way that it's done this is the way that entrepreneurs or, or self-employed people do it mm. and trying to almost fit that blueprint and it just doesn't exist you make it you make it work for you as you go like the whole the whole thing of a nine to five we go to work we work from nine till five but actually once you free yourself from that and you are setting your own hours jen for example you work really really well in the evenings yeah like, so so it's that idea of well i have to get up at 7 a.m and then i have to be sat down by like 8 30 with a cup of tea and start working well actually no you now realize that i work better in the afternoons and evenings so i'm going to do that because yeah. that's where my brain's firing and 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 a hundred other examples of how a, a business should run or how anything should be done you feel like that person over there does it like that and they're successful and whether it's pottery or whether it's something to you know some other form of art or whatever the task is that person over there is doing it that way and they're doing it really really well which means that i need to do it that way in order to have that same thing or on my side of it is that person over there is doing it really really well so i won't bother yeah yeah definitely yeah. yeah i mean and again it's a bloody comparison isn't it yeah. it's the thief of joy <laughs> it really it is. really really is because you i mean I, I think this is something we've definitely found with with uh running our coaching practice together um a lot of our idols and the people that we you know we love in the coaching world who have been coaches and mentors to us or maybe not but we just see them from afar and have a bit of sort of girl crush celebrity wow over um <laughs> A lot of them are uh, totally individual in what they do. Um, you know, they do it all by themselves. They do it all in a certain way. And there might be, you know, certain tick boxes that they cover yeah. that we look at and we go, wow, that's amazing. We should do it that way too. But obviously for us, everything's different from the word go because we're doing it together. So, you know, our clients get two for two for one. Um, and it's a totally different experience because Lydia and I, as much as we are collaborative, um, we... We also do have different perspectives on things. Yeah. 
Um, and we know that that adds real value mm-hmm. because there are slightly different spins on the directions that we can take with clients. And we can we have so much opportunity to be even more creative, I think, yeah. because with the, the two of us, um, you know, being creative with their plan and moving forwards and, you know, dreaming big and, and all the rest of it. Um, but it does, it comes down to, you know, everyone is an individual you've got to find your own way with your path and yeah. you can you can use other people for inspiration as much as you want and that's a really cool thing to do of course it is but give yourself permission to find your own route mm. and you don't have to say sorry for it yeah and it come back it comes back to authenticity yeah you know you if you're finding if you're comparing yourself to others and going well that's the way they do it so i need to do it that way too so that i have that thing or I won't bother doing it at all because it won't be they're like that. They're already brilliant. Yeah, they're yeah. already brilliant. You know, you've got to find the way that's authentic with you. Yeah. That that rings true to you. So there's no way that we would go out and try and be these other coaches or we try and do these certain things the way other people do it because it's tried and tested or we like their method because if that's not authentic to us, then yeah. that's... It's just not sustainable. It's not and it, sustainable. And, and, you know, we, like and we've said before, That's true for anything. It all comes down to... Um, you know, for us, this is one of our sort of core messages, and I think I think this is such a huge thing with being creative as well. It all just comes down to pursuing that feeling of joy. Yeah, it, all most of us want at the end of the day. You know, whether it's through our career, through our family life, through our hobbies, all of us just really want to feel joy mm. from the way we spend our time. Yeah, um, and so you know, doing it somebody else's way that doesn't click with who you are is not really going to, it's not really going to deliver on that for you. No. Not, not really. Um, I mean, you might learn things along the way that help you, guide you, but it's, it is about trying to give yourself permission to follow your own instincts a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And I think in terms of creativity, there's also an element of don't just try and reinvent the wheel. Like, if you want to paint flowers, yeah, but there's millions of people painting flowers, it doesn't take away from the fact that you haven't done it before and your voice hasn't been heard and your mark making hasn't been seen. Yeah. And I think that you do you don't need to do those flowers in a different new paint underwater yeah. through some, <laughs> with human with, with human blood hair. and body yeah. fluids. Because that's never been done. That <laughs> doesn't make don't it start better. creating art. That was that was dark, <laughs> yeah, wasn't that it? Was that, really that was really dark. dark. Underwater painting with human blood and fluids. <laughs> I mean, I'd buy it. <laughs> Maybe that's what you should be doing. That's yeah. my thing. Screw the life coaching practice. Jen it's needs to like create these. Hannibal Lecter flowers. Yeah. No, I think you're totally right. I think, you know, you even if, so what if someone has done it in the way that you would like to do it, it's still going to be you. Yeah. Ev- everybody has so that you know there are so many tiny little things that make us different to everybody else around us, and that comes through in a million different ways that you could communicate it. Because mm. um, I, I saw, I think it was a video I saw, and it was it was talking about life coaching, and it was saying how they all have a very similar message, and it's about following your passion and your dreams, and this, that, and the other. And she was trying to deal with the repetition of the message yeah and she's Mm. like i don't want to be another voice saying the same thing and the person said i can't remember who it was but they said that you might be said a million times but it takes that millionth time for someone to hear it and it the way you deliver it and the authentic message that you put across might resonate with someone where someone's saying the same thing but in a different way 
it doesn't have the same power. Yeah, yeah exactly. And it's, you know, that's true for life coaches, that's true for artists, it's, this, it's true for bloody restaurants and chefs, you know. If, if there was, I don't know, if there was just that one person who made amazing Italian food. Yeah, no one else best can cook Italian. No, yeah, no one else can cook Italian because that guy does it. Or there was that one person mm-hmm. who made that amazing curry so no one else can make curry because that one guy does it. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Apparently no one can pinch salt anymore. Oh yeah. <laughs> salt bay. Salt, salt bay. bay. <laughs> salt bay. Um, yeah, it's that whole thing of like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, if you're going to use a ridiculous example, you wouldn't look at all of the curry houses in the country, you know, all of these amazing Indian restaurants or all these amazing Italians and go, well, why are there so many of them? Because, you know, you only really need that one. Yeah. Because it's all the same. Like, a korma's a korma. Well, no, because... Yeah. It, it, Everything delivers something slightly different. Everything's Absolutely. slightly different. And, and everyone's got their own little twist mm. on it and everyone's going to have their own mm. favourite way of receiving it. Or going back to life coaching, it is, it's that kind of, that millionth time might be the, the time that you hear it or the time that you receive it. And, Every life coach um, has a different, whilst they might be arguing that the message is the same, everyone's got a different way of delivering it. And there are going to be some people who watch our videos or, or have a discovery session with us or come to one of our workshops or experience working with us in some way, shape or form who might hate it who might yeah. go, I find Lydia and Jen really irritating, <laughs> don't like it, they're far too jolly, or whatever. But then there's going to be someone else who's going to say, I really like them, and I want to work with them, and I want to hear more about them, or whatever. And that's going to be the same for us, and it's going to be the same for this other person, this other life coach. That's, you know... Yeah, it's the way it it's goes. It's the wealth of variety. You are, yeah, you are always going to have people who are who love what you do, and there are, there are going to be people, people who don't. And, um, you know, it's just part of the... It's part of the process, and it's it's a great part of the process. Yeah. And again, it comes back to that thing of you know, oh, that person <clears throat> over there is doing it really, really well, so I won't do it. Yeah. Because people, and that it will happen, people won't like what we're doing or the way we're doing it. Should we stop? Yeah. Should we? Oh well, that person over there doesn't like that thing that we're doing, and they don't think we do it in the way that we should be doing it, or they don't. Well, it's part of the beauty because you know, it's a re- when people you know when people really love what you do, whether it's creating, whether it's coaching, whether it's cooking, whatever. Um, when people really love what you do, but also some people really don't like what you do, you know then that you are providing your service or product um, to to the right audience. Yes. Yeah. Because the people who love it are the ones saying, "Yep, yeah, I get you. I'm on your wavelength." And those, you know, and those are the people that you're in this for in the first place. You know, you're not yeah. in this for everybody. You know, otherwise you'd be swamped with things to do, and you'd probably lose sight of who you are and your authenticity yeah. mm. and actually you know none of, none of us can please everybody and there's there's not really much joy in that mm. um, also the, there's 8.5 billion people in the exactly, world exactly yeah you can't deliver a message or an artwork or anything yeah that appeals to every single person no. on the planet so you know you're gonna yeah interest some not interest some people are gonna hate it people are gonna love yeah. it you look at you look at someone like um tony robbins one of one of if not the most famous um, well-known inspirational motivational coaches and personal development gurus leaders, out there yeah. yeah leaders he he is sort of in the coaching world he is like the name yeah very well known and yet there's loads of people who hate tony robbins and there's loads of people who love tony robbins i mean robbins. not us i think he's a magician oh like tony <laughs> robbins is an absolute wizard i think he's an absolute genius but, but there's also people who hate a lot him. of people they've never heard of him yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and you know and there is there is something to be said about that being totally and utterly part of the joy yeah. of it, of you know realizing that you have got your specific 
audience or group who are so in tune with what you do yeah. that it makes it makes it totally okay for the rest of the rest of the people to not be aligned yeah. with that. You know, that is what makes that's what makes people successful, that's what makes people happy. Yeah. It's just finding your crew. Yeah. Definitely. Find your exactly. And that's why, you know, it always comes down to, you know, you do you. Do it in your own way. If you're an introvert, be an introvert. Mm. Celebrate it. You know, you don't have to be loud or, um, you know, forthcoming with your opinions all the time. You, you don't have to do anything because you see somebody else doing yeah. it in that way. It's taking away do the, it your way. Yeah, taking away the judgment from all of it. Yeah. You know, you don't have to be a certain way. You know, just, just going back to people in general, you don't have to be a certain way or be a certain thing. It goes back to that feeling of what's going to make you feel lit up, what's going to make you feel joy. You yeah. know, do it without judgment. Follow that path because that's that's the foundation of everything. Yeah. So I guess the obvious question from that is what makes you lit up and what gives you joy? Oh, it's always us asking other people. That. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know. Um, um, oh. I, you know, it's this is the cheesiest answer of all time. Now, Are you ready? Oh God, go on, go on, cheese it up, <laughs> fromage me. I feel um, like I feel like this needs some cheesy music. Like, I know. yeah, we can overdo Can we like? Yeah. Can we put we something something really floral in the background? Yeah. Um, I, I you know it, I think it's pretty obvious, but we you know Lydia and I both really we really thrive off of helping other people. Yeah. We really really thrive off of being around other people, having conversations that you know all of us that have been part of that conversation will remember and take something from. Yeah. Seeing other people have those light more like, you know those real light bulb moments. Yeah. Um, you know, and we get you know it's. It, we get so much from it as well. Yeah. We we really do. It's an it's an amazing thing knowing that you can do that for other people. Of course, that lights you up because you think, wow. Um, but actually, we've we get so much from that ourselves. There's, it really yeah. There's there's it amazing gives us a lot of meaning, doesn't it? Hundred percent. Yeah. There's amazing energy that's in the room. You know, we've had coaching sessions with uh, with women where and and particularly when it's when we've had a face to face coaching session we're all in this room together and you can just feel when you're in this amazing space where they are having these breakthroughs and they're having these light bulb moments and there's something you know you don't need to be a religious person to use the word spiritual mm. there's something there's this amazing energy that's in the room when they're having these moments and it's really it can be really life-changing mm. and really inspirational and really spiritual and it's it, again it does sound really cheesy but like it's genuinely a real privilege to be a part of that yeah. Yeah. and to help a person have that and whether it's a face-to-face -face session or sometimes we'll get off the phone having had a, a session with a client and Jen and I are sat next to each other and the energy in the room you can just feel it yeah I think and actually even really over, even over the phone as well you know no that's what I'm saying like you get off the phone even and you get off the phone and you're just fizzing you're just yeah, fizzing yeah. With I was excitement say, it's, it's for that potential person. yeah, yeah. and uh, seeing someone stuck and being able to make them realise that they're in a prison that they've created. Yeah. And actually they always were free. Yeah. yeah. It's that Must thing that you really were saying powerful. earlier, you, you know, and I don't know if I'd heard it before, like, and I really like it, that thing of the golden cage. Yeah. They're in this golden cage and, you know, you can let, you can release yourself out of that. Yeah. It's giving yourself you permission. It. Yeah, you built it, you can free yourself from it. So being a part of that with people is like just It's huge. a huge joy. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it really it is, is a huge, a huge, a huge joy. joy. And it's... It's the whole reason, yeah, that we that we do. It. We I love think it. as well, there's, there's there is just so much joy and comfort to be found in um, 
in sh- in sharing, you know, we lo- we love it when there's a group. Of, you know, if we've had a workshop or something, having a group of people together is always just so amazing because you never know what's going to come out of it, but yeah. something brilliant always does. Mm. Um, but there's just so much joy to be found in in realizing how much we have in common with each other. You know, yeah. we have so many fears and insecurities that are the same. We have so many life experiences that have impacted on us in ways that we can really appreciate for you know the other person across the room as well um yeah and and it's and when you when you realize how much you share um it's almost like there's this huge momentum then in in a you know inner power personal power to realize oh and i can change it yeah i can do something can be different actually because actually we're all the same yeah and now that I've realised that it's not just me and it's not just the way my life's meant to be, for example. And also I things aren't suddenly going to click. Yeah. You you are gonna have to start when you're not quite ready and you yeah. feel yeah. out of your depth. Yeah. And that one, one of the things with our, our workshops, having these groups of women come together who you might have come with a friend or a couple of friends, but you don't know the vast majority of the people in that room. Um, and yet throughout these workshops, whether it's a couple of hours or a whole day, you see people realising that actually uh, we're much more similar than we are different. Yeah. yeah. Because I think uh, through social media and through all of these platforms, people are feeling isolated. People yeah. are feeling like I'm mm. the only one experiencing this or I'm the only one that's stuck mm-hmm. or everyone else has got their shit together. And so much more than I do. Huge comparisons and self-doubt. Huge comparisons. So when you bring this group of women together um, and suddenly they go, hang on a second, we're all in a pretty similar boat or you've been there or you've experienced that mm. as well. These bridges well, I was there built. six months ago. Yeah, yeah, these bridges are built and these connections are <laughs> formed and it's, it's really comes back to being empowered again yeah. it's really empowering it's yeah. it's breaking that glossy veneer that we like to present ourselves to the world and yeah we like to present that we don't have any doubts and we don't and then in the quiet moments that's when it all kind of mm. falls apart and i think that as you say when you get together and you actually have honest communication you realize how many common fears common frustrations there are and i think that's why i wanted to start the keeping curious podcast is because i wanted which is amazing (laughs) but i wanted to to peek behind because i had lots of honest conversations in the last job that i had um but i never saw that in the world i never read that anywhere um and i always had that us and them i always felt that there was normal people and then there was the makers of the world that have these incredible lives and they travel and they don't have to do a nine to five and they make wonderful things and win lots of awards and it felt so unachievable Mm. and so distant and then you speak to them and they've got the same thing they're worried about their weight or what yeah what they're doing the tax return or Or is my product actually rubbish yeah they have the same fears and insecurities and i think that we owe it to ourselves as a society to have Mm. more honest conversations yeah i think there's so much power that comes from being vulnerable Mm. And that, and whether or not that's saying, actually, I'm having a block and I need to just allow myself to dabble, not knowing what the outcome is yeah. going to be. And I think that's, you know, something we really share, isn't it? It's about yeah. that, um, that freedom to just have a go without putting any pressure on yourself as to what the outcome is going to be. Yeah. Mm. Um, because there'll always be something that comes from that. Yeah. But there's, but you know, it's a guarantee that nothing will come from doing nothing. Yeah. You know, yeah. that, that is the number one thing, you know, to just 
the number one way to stay stuck and to stay small and stay caged in is by making no action at all yeah. in any direction. Um, so it is, it's about just giving yourself the freedom to say, I'm just going to have a go. Yeah. I'm just going to keep curious. I'm just going to keep curious. I'm just going to keep curious. That's why like, keeping curious for me always made sense because that really did get me back into creativity because I, tr- I had to shed the template that I set myself. Yeah. of what an artist is and what an artist should be and that I didn't measure up to. Mm. And I had to abandon that idea. And then how do I make that ne- next best, best step? And for me, that was be curious. But just follow mm. what you're interested in and like what you were saying earlier. You listen to that podcast and they mention that writer. So then you read that book and then you, from there you get reference to a film. Exactly. And you, this journey can lead you anywhere and you can never plan that journey before you set out but no. the only thing you can do is to keep curious and just expose yourself yeah. to what brings you joy yeah and don't feel like you need to know you know you don't need to know the sort of the outcome in 10 steps time no you don't even need to know what you really want you, nope. as long as you know that where you are right now isn't making you happy enough mm. all you need to think about is okay well what is my one next best step and it can be the tiniest thing it could be picking up the phone it could be ordering a book off amazon it could be whatever you need to could do be going to bed earlier it could be going to bed yeah. earlier yeah feeling a bit better when you wake up in the morning exactly yeah. it could be you know, having a few extra hours kip if you know that you know realistically what is one step i could make right now that could just give me that little bit of a boost because that step opens the door then for the yeah. next step and, yeah. it, and it just feeds on really naturally yeah. You just you just you just have to get started. Yeah, yeah. Just and then it's that first step that's the scariest one. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, totally it right. is just putting one foot in front of the other. Like each each time you're doing something, what's the next best step, and then the next, and the next, and the next. Yeah, and then after a period of time, even just a period of short time, you're able to look back, and all of those tiny steps have actually combined to move you much further forwards in a direction that you might not have previously gone. Yeah. Um, but it's it's yeah, it's just taking that first step. Yeah. So in that vein when you were a kid and people asked you what do you want to be when you grow up what was your answers <laughs> got a variety <laughs> I, I just had like yeah i remember i wanted to be a comedian okay that's what i originally i don't wanted. know if i knew that yeah i wanted to be a comedian oh you're so ellen degenerate <laughs> <laughs> i did as a kid like but i was obsessed with robin williams and uh billy Connolly. oh you love and... jim carrey as well Jim Carrey, yeah, and Victoria Wood, Julie Walters, um, just, yeah, Acorn Antiques, Monty Python, just these amazing, hilarious people, Faulty Towers. But I find that quite interesting because I think that's still a service. Yeah. Because Mm. most of those people do it because they want to make other people happy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's still so creative. Yeah. It's creative and it is about helping other people. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and yeah, and I I got real joy from making other people laugh as well. I really, really enjoyed it. So yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to be a comedian and I remember sort of, I remember, uh, and it's that whole thing of when you're young and you're impressionable and how much you let other people affect you and sort of dampen you down. I remember being... 11 at school and we were talking about what we wanted to be when we were older and I remember saying in front of my class I want to be a comedian and I remember one kid turning around and saying but you're not funny you can't be a comedian and that was it and then I was just like I'll do something else then 
but yeah, when I was so young, so yeah, young. and just literally that one kid who was they were not better than me, they were not older yeah. than me, they weren't in a position of they power. They didn't know what they were talking about either. No, they didn't know bollocks. <laughs> I remember her name as well. Um, but yeah, just being like, you're not funny, you're not going to be able to do that, and that her saying that got a laugh. Yeah, and I was crushed, and then I was like, I'm not going to be a comedian anymore. Yeah. and it's yeah, I how kind we... of want you to be a comedian <laughs> <laughs> screw life coaching I'm done <laughs> I'm gonna go be a comedian but yeah that, that, that for me was the first thing I, I really clearly remember wanting to do from a young age Aww. so you? yeah so what's your plethora of career go options? on give us a Oh, well, you know, there's all of the... The painter of... with blood underwater. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I've got a bit of a combo of the two because I think when I was really little, so I, I kind of wanted to be a mermaid, you know, career goals. And I also... <laughs> I love I that. also really wanted to be a pirate. So <laughs> <laughs> I did, obviously, I'm drawn towards the ocean. Um, I love that thing. That's like the questions you ask three-year-olds. Like, what do you want to be when you're older? A cat? Yeah. <laughs> a mermaid? A mermaid and a pirate. Yeah. Um, no, but I think when I, you know, when I was slightly older uh, and realised that maybe these were these were less no. tangible career options. <laughs> don't want to um, crush your dreams or anything. I don't want to be that girl in school who's like, you're not funny enough. You can't you be You don't a have a tail. Yeah. <laughs> I, do, I do remember turning around to my family and, and saying, I, I want to be a nurse. Yeah. And okay. I just decided, and I, you know, there, there had actually been an incident um, when I was in primary school. <laughs> Bless him. There's this incident in primary school when I was walking home from school and came across this old guy in a, a wheelchair who had had a horrible accident. A car had gone past him, and the the uh, wing mirror had uh, injured his hand really badly. Um, as it drove past it had caught him and um, you know I noticed and we got it all kind of patched up and stuff and I, I got a sticker in school in the assembly the next day and I, I remember <laughs> I remember feeling really like wow I did something about something that yeah. you know you helped, helped a person uh, yeah I helped yeah. and it was a really good you know it was really really good and I, and I think from there I you know I sort of kept that that idea and although now I do you know I don't work full-time in nursing anymore but I am still a registered nurse and I still really happily maintain my registration and, and work um to maintain it um but just juggle the the practice the, the coaching practice on the on the same level um you know it's an amazing thing to do and I think you you know all of all of us as well even if actually you're quite an, a person who enjoys their own company and doesn't see themselves as someone who helps other people all of us through pursuing things that light us up somehow or another do help other people yeah. mm. um, you know if you follow what feels naturally instinctive to you whether or not that's like physically helping someone or being a, a creator of some description whatever you put out into the world will have a ripple effect on somebody else yeah. that is positive and impacts on their life mm. um, you know and I think if everyone knew that it's, that's a really positive thing to be yeah. aware of and everyone deserves to be aware of you that you used mm. to hear amazing stories when I used to work in the gallery and you'd have people who had lost a life partner and they hadn't smiled for f three years mm. and they'd walk past the gallery and that painting made them smile. Yeah. yeah. So even when you think you're creating something for yourself or for a market or whatever, it can have a profound impact on someone else that you don't even know about. Yeah, yeah. and that's that's another thing we talk about all the time and I, and I love that, the, the idea of it. Mm. And the reality of it actually is that... Um, there will be people out there in the world that you have a positive impact on that you will never know Ooh, about. Yeah. yeah. You will never ever know. You will never see how far the ripples reach. Yeah. Um, and it's a really cool thing to just mm. know about yourself because yeah. there are days when you, you know, a lot of us have had days where we feel, 
you know, like, oh, well, what is my role in this world and what is the impact I'm having and am I of any use to anybody? But you always, always are. Yeah. You always are. Yeah. Everybody, you know, has something to offer the universe, if you like, and it's going to be different for everyone. Yeah. But, uh, and, and if your thing is the same as someone else's, they, the world needs it in the way that you offer it. Yeah. You know, that, that it's absolutely true that everyone has their own gift or service or, or thing that they're going to offer the world and yeah you and need it, to put it out there a shame to not yeah. exactly yeah you yeah. could almost put the spin on it that yeah you're you're um you're duty. doing the world yeah it's a duty you're doing the world a disservice if you don't put it out yeah. there because the world needs it because it it you know all adds to the balance doesn't it so yeah so now we'll do a little bit of a visualization because i know how much you love those mm. oh this is exciting <laughs> It'll be interesting to see how you do this kind of collaboratively, but I'd like you to describe your perfect creative coaching day, where you would be. Um, it can be anywhere in the world. Oh, I know. It can be what the setting is, what you'd eat, what... I really oh want you to goodness. paint the picture of what would be absolutely perfect oh, for I'm... you. I don't Go on, they'll start, start it off and I'll, I'll embellish. Well, <laughs> see, I, I've got, like... I think we've had discussions about this before, haven't we? Yeah, I've I've visualised before, and it's kind of yeah, one of the things that obviously we'd we'd love to do is is be off travelling. And the great thing about a coaching practice is, you know, you need a laptop, you need a phone, and you could go anywhere in the world, um, and and that's fantastic and amazing. But actually, for me, what I always come back to of like my perfect day visualisation is um, we are very lucky that at the end of our garden we have this sort of little outbuilding which at the moment is just a bit of a shack um, which needs some work doing on it but in my mind my perfect day is that I get up in the morning um, I make a cup of tea I get myself ready for the day um, Jen's up she's got herself ready and then I have a bite to eat go to the fridge the fridge is full of nice you know fresh food and mm. color and all of that sort of stuff eating really beautifully and then go down, walk down our little garden, which is a really pretty little garden, and the shed, or whatever we call it, has been transformed, and that is our working space. And in, in, in perfect world, it's this beautiful little working space, this little office space that what we've got. What does it got. look like? Uh, it's got, in the absolute ideal... I, absolute ideal. It's got bifolding doors so that in the summer you can completely open up the front and nice. it's completely open and it's really, really light. Mm. Um, it's also got a little wood burner in the corner so that in the winter you can have log fires. It's got a nice rug on the floor. It's um, really natural and warm and bright and lovely. Jen and I have each got our own little workspaces you know, big cork boards with just ideas and we brainstorm and it's all really, it's a creative space. Yeah. It's made out to be a creative space. So you yeah. can open up the doors and have the light coming in and the sun coming in. You can have a fire on. You can, we can spread stuff out all over the floor and write on well, big pieces of paper. you've said already that and... you're a visual person. Yeah. So to yeah. have your visual brainstorm and everything oh, that yeah. you've kind of got flying around, but have it as a real life thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and whenever, all, whenever, we're, whenever we're creating um, a new product or, a, you know, a, whether it's something we're going to put up for people to download or whether or not it's something like a workshop itself we we have to get these massive pieces of paper and we stick them across a wall yeah and we have to be up and drawing it out on the wall because just discussing it is you know isn't enough we have to be able to see it and then 
mer- you know move it all around so it all works together and flows naturally yeah so i'd um, love to actually have like a whole wall that's a cork board yeah just a huge cork wall that you can just pin stuff on yeah. so maybe yeah, we should just get a blackboard wall one of those sort of yeah you or can a whiteboard wall, yeah 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 something so like that a whole wall but yeah you so you can in- get a magnetic paint as well Oh yeah, you can. Which is yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, we could do a whole wall of that. Um, I think it'd be but really I... nice as well to have uh, space in there for any of the women that we're working with to to actually come yeah. and spend time there yeah. as well, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and actually have you know have that space away from their normal life. Yeah, to to come, come and, and be part of that. Yeah, that be world. in the zone and you know spend a couple of hours there and. Mm. But yeah, so in my in my perfect day we're working in that space it's bright and it's light and it's airy and it's it is this kind of inspirational space to be like this is i want it to be this space where like real magic happens yeah like that's where all of the good stuff happens at this little place at the end of the garden just where you know to the outside world they can't see it but we know that at the bottom of our garden there's this place where just amazing things are happening where your brain explodes yeah and it's this amazing (laughs) space yeah Yeah. and and we're working with clients down there and then we're getting in the car and we're going off and we're doing this amazing workshop and it's all just my perfect day is just filled with all of this excitement and and like i was saying about that energy yeah that almost fizzy energy all the time just because we are going out and just putting out into the world all of these just doing what we love to do i think yeah like like you said at the start of the um, start of the recording there's there's being stuck because you don't know what to do at all and then there's being stuck because you do know what to do but you're not doing it and to sort of flip it um, it's really sometimes it's really we can see it as a negative but actually it's really exciting somehow, sometimes not knowing what you want to do mm. because you've actually just got all these possibilities and all this potential of what, what that thing could be. You've just got to find it. Yeah. And then mm. there's also, you know, actually you might really know what you want to do. You just need to reach out. Yeah. And again, that's a really exciting space to be in because it's a time of change and transformation. Yeah. Mm. So there's always a positive spin that you can put on it. Um, and I think it's, yeah, you know, for us, it's it would just be a, a day really happily well spent. Is your is your perfect day different to my perfect day? No, I think, I'm, I think I'd be really happy doing that. And, you know, for us, that's... Yeah, yeah. That's 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 the dream, isn't it? Yeah. I just love the fact that your perfect day is probably about six months away. <laughs> like, you're in the house you want to be in. You're yeah. working together. You you've got the practice. Mm. The, you've got the studio. Yeah. It's just not pretty. Yeah. yeah. And that's all you've got to do. Where my as I was saying before, like my perfect day would be starting on a beach and ending in the National Gallery and. Geographically, that's never going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's really I mean, nice that you you've got a very reality based. Yeah, uh, but, I mean, yeah. we could go nuts and be like, okay, I mean, like we love Malta. I don't know if you've any, if anyone's ever been to Malta, but it's an amazing place, and the people are just the most wonderful people of all time. Um, and they do yeah. delicious things with different kinds of pastry as well. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's a really funny. good, it's a really good place to be. I like um, that you choose it because of pastry. Yeah, you know, I mean, if I'm going so always... to choose anything over anything, I'll choose something that's pastry based. Yeah, I mean, we could always fancy it up, and we could say, you know, yeah, I'd love to, you know, wake up and you're on the beach, and there's this, and there's always going to be those things. But actually, um, you know, we we talk a lot about. Um, how empowering it is to to just be really grateful with what you've got or what is kind of within reach, yeah. and that that always propels you forward so much when you realise how how much you've got or how much you've got to work with. Even yeah. if that's just I've got access to the internet and therefore I can start pursuing. Yeah. yeah. Um. You know when you really when you focus on what you do have rather than on what, what you, you don't, don't, 
that's a really happy feeling. That's yeah. a really good place to be. Yeah. So and I, I, you're right. Our my sort of perfect day, our perfect day visualization, if you like. It Just could... throw some pastries in. She's happy. Yeah. Oh, um, that's it. I'll maybe, <laughs> they maybe pastry... get me a really lovely little Maltese old man as well, just to talk to. I'm not sure. Like, <laughs> I'm not sure we can just keep him in the shed. Like, that's, that's when you're going dark again. Handle. Like want to paint with blood. I don't want to do Maltese man in the shed. Oh, I don't want to keep him in the shed. I just want him to just, just give pop us a in pa- every now and then and, and feed us just some lamb. Pop pookie. in with a pastry and a story of something that happened in Valletta. <laughs> you know yeah i love that stuff but i yeah i love i love the fact and it's and it's it's genuinely not about sort of like let's bring it down out of the clouds and let's be realistic no genuinely my perfect day would be that would be that and it could potentially you're right it could potentially be about six months away yeah you know and that's great there's a yeah a hundred percent like malta or wherever i also and it it's it's something that is out there in the future like i'd love to say right okay we're gonna go and work from we're gonna rent an apartment in malta and we're gonna go and work Six from, months there. Yeah, going to go oh, and yeah. work from Malta for six months because because that's the joy of of doing this is that mm. you know you can do that. Um, that would be amazing. But right now, no, I just want my shed and I want my wood burner and I want my mm. bifolding doors and I want you know the cat to sort of come and curl up in the sunlight and be <clears throat> and brainstorming on our magnetic wall. And that I, sounds perfect. I think one of the key things is you know no matter what your perfect day looks like. You know, for some of us, it might seem like it's really realistic and really nearby in terms of what we want. And for other people, it might feel like it's a million years away. But actually, time itself can be quite an illusion. You know, mm. we can put these weird time frames on things and think, well, that's that's not where I'm going to be at for several years. Mm. Um, you know, and, and that might be realistic, but it also might might not be. You actually might yeah. be, there might be ways that you could have that much sooner if you just started making those steps one after the other sooner it's about how much you want it as well it's about how much you want it and it's about how you know how creative you are with you know where you're sourcing um support and inspiration and and encouragement to move forward um but it is it is just an illusion and you know and one of the things that we always try and really stress is if it is miles away right now don't let that stop you from starting because the time's going to pass anyway yeah yeah you know, the sooner you start working towards that dream um, and bringing it nearer into your, your reality, the quicker it'll be here. And it might happen even quicker than you mm. anticipate. Well, I always loved that quote that um, you're the youngest you will ever be right now. Yeah. yeah. You can't go back. You can't go back. So your earliest opportunity is right now. It's yeah. right now. And even if, even if right now you don't feel like you're built up enough to go all in and just, you know, go for it straight away on day one, you could start with that first step that feels yeah. right. Yeah. And tomorrow you could do the next one. Yeah. So there's always something you can do to get nearer to it. Yeah, a marathon runner doesn't go out and run 26 miles no. immediately. No. You know, it's all... They might jog to the lamppost. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, well, in my case, you know, it's like... Or, or just I'll just do and... a slow walk. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. You're, you're such a liar. I mean, <laughs> so, <laughs> so not true. Running's not my strength. No. <laughs> so what is the next focus for Licence to Live, or what's your main priority at the moment? Main priority at the moment is we've just had a really busy season with um, delivering some of our workshops mm-hmm. um, around things like comfort zones and mindset, mm-hmm. um, which has been amazing. And we may have a few more coming up. Yep. Um, our primary focus at the moment is just concentrating on the clients we're working with. Actually, yep. we've got some amazing uh, women that we're working with at the moment. Um, and a couple of gaps if anyone does want to get in touch for a call um, I'll put the links in the show notes yeah we'll put the links in and <laughs> um, and actually just just having the time to spend with them that's really 
we're, we're quite into the mindfulness of enjoying the work we're doing with them yeah absolutely um so i think you know yeah next next steps future steps like you could go all out and be like world domination yeah <laughs> what about future future yeah but i think i i yeah like you say it's it's about being really grateful and happy for where you are right now um and just more of that more yeah more, more of, of that same. and i think the um what we'll be looking at as well and you know i guess this is quite a sort of practical answer if you like rather than really nice and uh descriptive um but we are going to be creating and producing um some sort of different tiers of service you know in the past we've always done workshops and worked one-to-one and we still will continue doing that but we want to we know that for some people you know some people are really ready to do that intensive work right now Mm. and other people need to maybe do a few things that are on a smaller scale that they can dabble with a little bit that feel like slightly less of a commitment to start with and that is totally awesome Mm. um and so we're going to provide some products and online courses and things that people can just pick up and get involved in um and just see how they feel with themselves and for some people you know it'll just be a small thing that they can do by themselves they don't have to pick up the phone if that's out of their comfort zone at the minute um but it just means that they can get started on helping themselves move forwards yeah Um, and we'll just help with the direction of that and just yeah and i think doing doing things again it's being authentic to to us and what we want to do but i think um it's dispelling some of the myths that still exist around coaching yeah you know and i think people have uh some people have a um a skewed idea of maybe what coaching is or what it isn't and um it's working towards dispelling some of that a little bit because actually once you once you know and it's once you know what coaching is, we really, really genuinely firmly believe that like everyone should have a coach. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I just think everyone it's crazy. should do it. Like it I think the thing with a life coach is it feels like it's a real luxury. Yeah. yeah. Um it's very similar to going for like a massage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a therapeutic and you're doing it for yourself. And I think particularly as women, we struggle with that. We really spending struggle. money on something for yourself for development yeah yeah you might spend 70 quid a month on a gym membership and go once yeah yeah and you think you're doing that for yourself because that's your health and you should take that Mm -hmm. seriously but you'd be so much better off putting that into some self-development work yeah Yeah. whether that's through a life coach whether that's buying books or it's it's, getting out there and experiencing yeah yeah. whatever it is it is always about investing in yourself in a way that actually works and this is something we've said before you know looking back on um, that period of our lives where we were saying, you know, I'm not the kind, we'd love to do things like have a coaching practice, but I'm just not the kind of person who. And so in order to fill that gap that we were letting stay open by not doing the thing we were actually really being called to do, um, we were filling it with things like, okay, well, after a long, stressful week, you know, you probably neck a bit more alcohol than you normally would. You probably eat rubbish food. And it's all these things, it's all these things that you do to sort of, in the moment it feels like it's nurturing you know you might go like on a crazy shopping trip or you know spend loads of money on things that actually you don't find very fulfilling but think in that moment that's what i need to do to feel better and actually it's it is investing in yourself but sometimes it's not always in the way that really does provide that fulfillment yeah so it's about finding a different way of investing in yourself that actually provides you yeah with that joy, you know, that 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 happiness. Um, I think I think lots of people um, 
that we've spoken to, that we've worked with, but also just, you know, people who might be listening as well. You, if you are sat there feeling like there's this little niggling feeling of, of worry or doubt or just or feeling stuck or just saying, I, I know that I'm not in the position where I want to be or I know that I'm not where... Lots of people like, I'm not where I thought I would be at this yeah. age. Or I, I pictured my life being a certain way. Is Expectation is so yeah. And it's just, I'm just not where I thought I would be. And that can be really crushing. And I think... Um, that's where something like coaching can just be really yeah. powerful and it is it is investing in yourself because by doing that work and by investing in yourself and working with a coach you can massively move mm-hmm. yourself forwards but you send out that daily um like positive thought the glow the one fix that, emails, yeah, yeah the glow fix emails and one of the things that really resonated i know it resonated with sally mm. was fill your cup first yeah and like and they say about put your own oxygen mask on first and as you talked about earlier the inner work that you do will have such a massive impact on your relationships your yeah. family every your career yeah it's like do that inner work yeah be self-aware and you will see the benefits yeah that's it's the least you know it's i think people view things like self-development in, you know, on whatever form that is for them, yeah. whether it's reading, whether it's having a coach, whether it's going to events, um, they see it as quite a sort of self-indulgence or it's self a, a selfish act or a luxury. And actually, you know, the 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 best thing you can do in order to have a really positive impact on yourself and on the people around you and on the, you know, the the job you have or the the things you create, all of the, these different things, you being at your best. Yeah is the best thing you can do because yeah, it has it. such an impact on everything else around you. Yeah. But you have to, you know, in order to be at your best, you have to fill up your own cup. And yeah. it's and it's changing your mindset and your perspective around what that means. Because yeah. it's yeah. actually the least selfish thing you can do yeah. because the impact you have on everybody else is so much bigger and so much better. Yeah. So... And it can start, you know, it can start anywhere. It can start with watching a YouTube video. It can start with listening to a podcast. It can start with, mm. you know, whatever it is, yeah. you know, a listening to an audio book, reading a book. Um, but I definitely think that if we could dispel some of the myths that are around coaching, what it is, what it's not, um, and make it accessible for people, because yeah. whether whether it's us or whether it's, you know, there are thousands of fantastic coaches, whoever it is that, that you connect with, I do think it's, yeah, it's something that if everyone were doing it, I think everyone would be feeling more joy, more lit up, more fulfilled. Mm. Well, I think we're really at a, a crisis of meaning as a generation. Mm. I think that there's a lot of people, especially with the, all the uncertainty that's going on in the kind of political sphere at the moment, mm. is I think a lot of people don't quite know what to believe in anymore. Yeah, uh, I think social media has had a really big psychological impact. Yep. And I think that there's a lot of issues that humanity hasn't had to face. Yeah, um, there's a lot of new stuff being thrown at us. There's a lot of us. new stuff, and yeah. very quickly, and yeah. it's going to get quicker. Like yeah. the way that we're speeding up, yeah, and how you deal with those realities. I think everyone could do with a little bit of a yeah, yeah. You know, what, external voice, yeah, save you going from a little bit crazy. Definitely, yeah. and and it's and it goes to that links in with getting a grasp on what your core values are as well, yeah. like what actually really really matters to you Um, and that's a a session that we do which is we just focus on what your core values are because you don't often take a step back from your Mm -hmm. own life um, you know almost try and look at it from an outsider's perspective and say right what what really matters to me what are my values what values 
um, mean so much to me that they need to be woven into every single part of the fabric of my life. Mm. We don't do that. We just go along with the day-to-day. We can Mm. quite easily become swept along by things and, again, feel like life is happening to us. But once you take that step back and go, what are my values? What really, really matters to me? And you reconnect with that. You can reassess huge parts of your life, see where you've got happiness and joy and and where you've got balance. But actually, where don't I have that? If I realise that, you know... um, uh, if I realise that um, wanderlust or having travel is a huge value for me, but I'm not getting that, or having trust and honesty is of huge value to me, but I realise that actually I'm not getting that from my relationship, it gives you a chance to reassess yeah. where am I getting value. And we don't do that. We don't have those conversations. We don't do those things. No, no. And, and a lot of it as well, and this is you know this is a really powerful thing, and um, I'll, I'll give a link in a moment that I, uh, that I would encourage anyone to go and look at is, Tuning, we do a lot of work with women around tuning into how they want to feel. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's really obvious to go, well, yeah, of course I want to be happy, of course I want to feel joy. Uh, but actually there, there are lots of different um, feelings that are really aligned with our innermost self, if you like, that maybe we don't tap into that much. Um, and it's really powerful to do some work around that because once you know how you want to feel, mm. uh, you know, in the words of Danielle Laporte, you know, knowing how you want to feel is one of the most potent forms of clarity because most of the time, the only reason we set a goal is because of the feeling that that's going to give us. You know, we don't just we don't just want to achieve that thing for the thing being done. We want to achieve that thing because it's going to make us feel whole or it's going to make us Successful feel... Or yeah, it's, it's going to make us feel um, encouraged or electric. You know, it's going to make us feel these things that actually really matter to, to who we are deep down. Um, and so there is a really great thing that I would recommend anyone does who's listening, and you can just do this for free. You can go to, uh, not even our thing, I'm just advocating somebody else's thing here, but um, it's her name is Danielle Laporte. You might not have heard of her before. Um, Paul can put it in and the show you can, notes well. Yeah, yeah you will put, get it in the show notes, and you can type into Google, Danielle Laporte, core desired feelings library and it's a beautiful she does loads of amazing stuff about desired feelings and getting in tune with yourself and it's all beautifully laid out but you can open this really visual library of feelings and the definition of those different feelings and we would just recommend selecting Mm. five or six and then working backwards from those feelings and why you were drawn to them to look at okay well say that next best step best step that i'm going to take how can I align that step with making me feel those things? Yeah. yeah. Because that then gives you confidence in the decisions that you're making. Mm. And that's just one, it's one tip that we would, would recommend you yeah, do. Yeah, it's one that you gave me when I was feeling a little stuck and doing that mood board and really reflecting on what emotions that I wanted to feel was really helpful yeah. in, in working out the lifestyle that I wanted. Yeah. Um, and one of my words was curious and it was about being inquisitive and being engaged with the world and yeah. having my own ideas and views and having a voice. And I think that's one of the things that the podcast has been the biggest step for is yes. making myself vulnerable, but also um, speaking up and, and having mm. a voice. And, yeah. and hopefully it resonates with some people that I feel that too. One last question of what do you wish you'd known earlier? Oh, we've spoken a lot about this, haven't we? And we do yeah. this. We do this a lot. Uh, I I think for me, there's all sorts of stuff I could say, but the thing that just stands out at the forefront of my mind is I wish I'd known earlier that um, I am capable, that you know that I can. 
just that mm. getting out of that I can't mentality actually I can um, I wish I'd known earlier that yeah I can go out and do it I am capable of going out and doing those things and creating that thing and mm. there is no such thing as that type of person who does that Mm. you just either do it or you don't yeah yeah you just make a choice and that's one of the reasons why one of our sort of don't know if anyone's into hashtags and stuff yeah is um you know if you follow us on instagram or anything is is we use the hashtag we can so let's and that's one of the the key phrases that we come back to is it's about realizing and taking ownership of the fact that we can and then making the choice to do it. And a call of action. And a call yeah, of action. Yeah. Um, so that for me, yeah, is, is massive. I wish I'd known. Um, I, but then, it, I don't know, you could start going then into that. We were talking about this earlier as well. You can't, don't change anything about anything that you've yeah. ever done because then you wouldn't <laughs> be where you are now. And I'm really, really happy with where I am, where I am now. Um, I'm really grateful for all of it. But definitely, I think. Uh, if there were anything I wish I'd known when I was younger or, or earlier it's just that yeah you do mm. have all that potential you are capable and you absolutely can I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Keeping Curious I told you they were awesome thanks Jen and Lyd you know I could talk to you guys for hours I always come away from our chats inspired and ready to take on the world so I hope this interview gave you the listener a taste of what insights they offer and if you'd like to find out more I'll put all the details in the show notes including Danielle Lepore that Jen mentioned so that's it for another month but please feel free to join the Facebook group and connect with other creatives Thank you for listening to Keeping Curious Podcast, where creativity is explored and encouraged to help you enjoy a little more creative thinking into your everyday life. I don't claim to have all the answers, but I do have some questions and some interesting people to talk to. If you have found value in this episode, please share with your friends, and by leaving a rating, you'll help others find it too. On Facebook, you can find us at Keeping Curious and connect with other creatives. I'm your host, Polly, and if you would like to be interviewed on this podcast or have any questions for future guests, please get in touch via the website at keepingcurious.com or the comments section of wherever you downloaded this podcast. Thanks for listening, and until next time, take care and keep curious.